Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, terraforming moss, colossal insects bent on the extermination of humanity, MO powers through genetic modification, insidious plots from supposed allies, and Mars. Listener discretion is Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review, some podcasts and vang reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up. Yes, I am back for another fun-filled episode of the podcast, and also it is, coincidentally, the last episode of the week. Woo! Yep, we are several weeks away from episode 300, and I am going to make it as best I can by doing three a week. We're going to see how this goes. I think I'm going to keep this clip no problem. No ifs, ands, or buts. And this weekend is going to be awesome because, well, I'm watching Mazinger on Sunday. So that's going to be really badass. Mazinger is one of the greatest series ever. We reviewed it all the way back in episode, uh, I want to say 120. But let's find out because I want to be a completionist. I reviewed Mazinger Z all the way back in episode 118. So, I have done a lot since then. I've forgotten most of the mangas I've reviewed. I used to remember them all. Now it's like, I don't remember. i got to look at the list. But if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I'll talk about one to two manga titles and tell you the pros and cons about it. The art style, the characters, the story elements, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-hosts say, but we try to be as educational entertaining and as impartial as possible even though partiality sometimes happens especially if it's a terrible manga or if it's a really good manga and since i've had a really interesting streak it's been kind of interesting that i've been getting so many good things i've been trying to be as impartial as possible but it's kind of hurting when i'm getting so much good stuff over and over and over again but i digress you can check out any of the earlier episodes at www.spyrocon.com, where we also have our review archive which has all of our sparkin movie reviews our sparkin game reviews sparkin manga reviews, Spark and game reviews, which I already said, and all those other lovely things we reviewed, including conventions. Also, you could email me personally at xan, that's zan, at s-p-i-r-a-k-e-n, spyrokin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, the PSN Network, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, the Apple 
Music Store, Player.fm, and several other podcasting sites and social media sites. Just type in Spirekin, you're bound to find us somewhere. And if you want to do something really awesome, besides sending me an email or just give me some dialogue, follow me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and let me know what you think. And if you see me at a convention, take a picture, tag me. It'd be really awesome. So, anyway, with that in mind, to finish out this week, I'm going to be talking about a manga that I spun in episode 259 using that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. Well, and when I spun it, it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a manga that's written by Yu Susuga and illustrated by Kenichi Tachibana. Published by Suicho, which means that over here it's being released by Viz Media. It is a Senen series that is an action-adventure sci-fi horror manga. Uh, it started in 2011. It's still coming out. There are 20 volumes right now, including several spin-offs, a parody manga, two anime series, and a live-action film adaptation where they kind of merged the first and second story arc into one story, which kind of confused it, but it worked a little bit. And the manga I am talking about is Terraformars, or Terraformers. The parodies in the name because it's F O R M A R S for Mars. Ha ha ha. So, this manga takes place in the far distant future of 22,000 AD or 2200 AD. What happened was 500 years before the manga took place, Earth's resources have been depleted and we're kind of fucked. So, what happened is that humanity figured out you know what we're going to do? We're going to terraform the closest planet that's habitable to us, which is Mars. Because Venus is too hot, and Jupiter's too far, and it's a gas giant. So Mars is perfect. We're going to terraform it. We can live there. Life will be great. But we need to figure out a way to seed the planet with an algae so it can absorb sunlight, purify the atmosphere, and then we need something that'll eat the algae and die so then that creature's corpses will spread across the planet. They will... Eat the algae, die, and the algae will eat them, creating a greenhouse effect that will make an atmosphere. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. But the problem is that they don't have a lot of money to send anything really big into space. So they need something simple, something small. So they're going to send cockroaches into space. Now, shoot ahead 500 years. 500 years later, Mars is ready to be terraformed. It actually now has a blue atmosphere and it's breathable. The algae has grown to make a hospitable atmosphere and the climate is decent. So all they need to do now is get rid of all of the cockroaches that are left and then humanity can move in and live. Should be easy. However, something happened to the first manned ship to Mars. You, NASA, knows what happens. That's the, the group that's in charge of space travel. And they don't know what to do, so they're going to fix things. They're going to send their second group and their ship, Bugs 2, which is a multinational expedition, and they're going to genetically enhance all of the members of the crew. So they're going to be given special abilities that could help them survive the hostile planet, and they'll send, they're sent there to collect 10 samples of the whatever's out there and exterminate the bugs and find out what happened to Bugs 2. Well, they get to... Mars, and it turns out that the bugs, the cockroaches, have evolved. They are now the size of humans, they look like humans, and they're at the level of cavemen. So they've discovered sticks and spears, and they are super strong, and they have the powers of cockroaches and humans. So 
It's a good thing they got genetically modified. The only problem is that turns out that half the group knew what was going on, half the group didn't. And the group that did know was trying to sabotage the group so they can kill everybody and then steal some of the roaches DNA so they could bring back to Earth and make a vicious army. The only problem is that the roaches proved too formidable and only two members of the 12-member team of Bugs 2 survived and they got sent back to Earth. They, they've survived, they got back to Earth and they swore revenge against the horrible bug creatures that they are now calling terraformers. And one of them is really pissed off about it because the girl he was in love with was a member of the crew and she got really killed and hor- horribly mutilated like she her neck was snapped and who knows what will happen because these bugs are horrible so it's now five years later and they have decided that they're going to do a third expedition they are going to get a bunch of people from around the world with a hundred candidates they're all going to be genetically modified and they're going to go back to mars and kick ass the only problem is that while this is going on a new virus has appeared on Earth called the Alien Engine Virus, the AE virus. And the hypothesis is that the virus is from Mars. So they got to go to Mars, get a bunch of samples of the terraformers, bring them back to Earth, and determine what the cure is and how it's connected. And now, to fight the terraformers, strength, agility, and they're smart, but they're not that smart, we have to genetically modify ourselves further. Now, I didn't go too far into the genetic modification, is, but what they did is they spliced bug DNA into the 12 expedition members, and they were given these injectable syringes that when they injected themselves with this drug, it would awaken their bug DNA and they get different abilities. For example, one of the two survivors, his power was that he had the power of a hornet. So if he stabbed them with his needles... His, his, uh, his, you know, his, his, uh, shit, they're just stingers. He stabs them with a stinger, they're injected with poison. The problem is that a hornet is, their stinger is about a, a centimeter big, and that'll put a .004 milliliters of poison in them. A human that is six foot three has a giant stinger that if they inject you, it's going to inject at least a liter of poison into you, so it's going to kill you immediately. So you have that. You have another one who was a praying mantis, another one who was a bull beetle and all these other really absurd and cool bugs and they got their asses kicked last time and uh before i forget the girl who the hornet the guy liked she was taken by the bugs and her ability was she was based off a silkworm so she could make thread yes uh, i think we can know where this is going with this so the new group has 100 members, and they're split up into six teams, each team controlled by a different country. There's the Japanese-American conglomerate, which is there working together. You have the Chinese group working together. You have the European group, the Russian group, and then you have the questionable third group, which is like Team B of the U.S.-Japanese conglomerate. And each group is there. They're going to save the day, but some of the groups may have alternative missions as well. Which leads to it. So you have, besides dealing with the bugs, who are horrific and terrible, you have potential adversaries within the group themselves. And it is crazy violent. Once they get on the planet, it goes to hell. And you see all these characters showing up, trying to fight. And some of them just show up 
literally for a second to be killed. Like, okay, cool, they have the awesome power of this creature, and then they get killed. Because in the third expedition, the Annex 1 project, which is the new one, which they're going to kill all the bugs and get a cure for the AE virus, instead of just using bug DNA, they used animal DNA as well, because there are no animals except for the terraformers on Mars. So they'd be confused by some of the different skills and abilities. They wouldn't know about them. This should work. The fucked up part is that when they get to Mars, besides the regular terraformers they were expecting, it turns out the terraformers just figured out how to mess with human bodies and copy the skills that the 12 expedition members had. So they've absorbed the abilities of 10 of the characters, and every time they kill another Annex member, they gain their powers too. So it's they're fighting against time because the terraformers multiply really fast and they grow up within like days. So it's very worrisome and we follow a bunch of different groups in this very large cast of characters the main one is the survivor of bugs to uh komachi shokichi who was the guy who i told you had the asian giant hornet which he had the increased strength the stingers which had the lethal doses of venom and he is pretty badass he kicks a lot of ass and he is trying his best to avenge his ex love and also when he finds a girl who likes him he tries to venture too and he's trying to keep his team together because he's a good team leader the other characters that are involved in the in annex 2 who you follow are michelle davis who is the american leader of annex 1 and she's the daughter of the original captain from the bugs 2 expedition so she has the same powers as him because she was born pretty much he got the surgery to get the powers of the Paraponera Clavata, which is a super strong army ant. Like, it's the strongest ant on the planet. And after he got the genetic modification, he had sex with his wife. She gave birth to Michelle. And so she naturally has that ability. The strength of an army ant. And also, after the MO operation, she now has the powers of a blast ant, which is an ant that... When it touches, it's an actual ant. All these creatures are real. That's the scary part. They all have these powers. So it's very interesting and bizarre. But the ant can touch an enemy. And it's like the corrosive burrs will cause the the creature, that the insect that bites them, to blow up. Well, it gets like a little pimple or something. But for her level, it literally makes her enemies bombs. So she does an insane amount of damage. And you are rooting for her. Another character is Akira Hizamura. He is another one of the children of a member, someone who performed, was, yeah, let me phrase it. He's the child of another member of the crew who was born after she was genetically modified. And his ability is that he has Bagman Moth ability. So he creates super thin but strong strings that the terraformers can't even break or see. Like the silkworm terraformers, they can make silk and it's thick. He can break it like there's no tomorrow. And he uses a katana also, so he just is pretty kick-ass. You have Marcos and Alex. They're two Mexicans who joined the Annex 1 group with their friend Sheila. And one has the abilities of the Huntsman Spider, so he has super strength, ferocity. He's really kick-ass and he can decimate all the roaches. But the problem is that because of all this strength, he doesn't have a lot of endurance. So he kicks butt within a minute, but then he's tired for a couple seconds. Alex, on the other hand, who I like as well. Hey, Hispanic named Alex. I can kind of relate a little bit. 
but his MO power is from the Harpy Eagle, so he can fly, he gets wings. His eyesight is eight times stronger, he's super strong, and he has the gripping strength of an eagle. So he could throw things so fast that when they impact a target, it's like a bullet. And also with his eyesight, he'll never miss. Now the funnier part about that is that Marcos and Alex, were, when they were kids, they played baseball. Marcos was the catcher and uh, Alex the pitcher. They're not... Marcos liked the girl Sheila. Anyway, uh, they're not gay. It's just, you know, just... I know I shouldn't have gone there, but whatever. So Alex is a super fast pitcher, so he's constantly throwing, like, baseball pitches that the Roaches cannot figure out. And he is just on point with them. The other really big uh, characters you have is Kenji Onizuka, who got the strength of the Peacock Mantis Shrimp. A shrimp that's able to actually punch and break glass. It is a little shrimp that can break glass with its strikes. So he... Him being a boxer, he is strong and durable now, and he could just decimate things. Also, he can regenerate, because shrimps can regenerate. And his eyes are also super advanced, and he can see clearly in dark. Now, the only there are a bunch of other ones, like Elenia. There's Alexander Asimov, who is... Uh, he's got a stag beetle. You have Ivan, who is... Well, he's like a poison... Remember, he's made his MO is from a plant that's a hallucinogenic, so he touches you and makes you hallucinate. Uh, where is he? You have uh, Jet, who's one of the Chinese members, and he has shockwaves at his enemies. And, like, as you can tell, there is an insanely large cast of characters. And you can't follow them all. And it's a shame because some of them are very cool. Like, one of the best characters is. Adolf Reinhardt, the leader of the German squad. You never see his face because his face is covered like he's wearing a mask halfway up his face. In terms of his ability is he's the electric eel. So he's stronger, more durable, and he can generate shocks, but his face has been burned because of it. So he seems like he's going to kick a bunch of ass, and he ends up having to sacrifice himself in order to save the day and it's a shame because I would like to see more of him. More of his powers. I mean, eventually someone absorbed... Anyway, too many spoilers. So, the art style is very dynamic. The way that the terraformers look is menacing, but they look human. And I kind of dig their look. And also them saying, Jonji. All they say is, Jonji. Or Jonj. That's all they say. They look very terrifying. The designs of them in their terraformer forms, when they take the injections or the pills or whatever method they use to start their MO operation powers, they all look very dynamic, very different, very distinct, and you can tell each one apart. Is it just the same that they disappear like that? A lot of them die. It does bounce all over the place from one team to the other, especially once you learn that one of the teams, their whole goal is to do something completely different than the other group, and it's they're going to fuck over the plan for their stupid goal. So they have made things very difficult for everybody else. And once that happens, it gets, it kind of drags. And there are so many other... Well, the art style is great. The characters are really engaging. The story is very well done, but it does go all over the place. It does have that issue that Gantz had when I reviewed Gantz, where it starts off really powerful, and then it just starts going all over the place, and you don't know where the fuck it's going. It does that for several volumes where you don't know what's going to happen and what's going to do. It is really awesome, don't get me wrong. But 
those issues do cause problems with it. And while I would love to give this our highest rating of really, really, really fucking cool, if you don't read this now, your brain will freeze your eyes swap and your soul before to the great Zolma Gustar. I gotta be honest. Those story arc issues and also the fact that you have such a large cast is a detriment to the series. It does, because you want to follow one group and then you don't see them for chapters on end. I mean, it's cool following the German group and it's cool following the Russian group or the Chinese group, but... You know, sometimes I want to go back to the Japanese group or the American group or the Russian group and I'm focusing on this other group which I don't find interesting or like. Or it spends five chapters back on Earth and dealing with, oh, I think we have a traitor. I'm not sure if we have a traitor, but we think we have a traitor. So we're going to talk and go, we're going to flash back to this character who has nothing to do with the series and see his flashback for no reason whatsoever. Anyway. Uh, also, if you are a fan of violence, you will love this. If you do not like violence, you will be horrified by this. It gets really, really graphic and disturbing. The first kill comes out of nowhere, and it's kind of shocking. And you're just like, what the fuck? And then it gets just more crazy from there and more disturbing. And that's why I say this is a horror series. They say, oh, it's a sci-fi series. No, it's kind of a horror series because you're dealing with a force that you really can't stop because they multiply really fast and they're horrible. It makes me want to find all cockroaches and kill them all. It makes you hate them completely. And a lot of people do hate cockroaches. And it goes focuses on the fact that cockroaches may hate us as much as we hate them. We don't know. So, either way. So, because of the art style, the character, the story, I'm going to have to give this Terraformers our second highest rating. Borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky because it is really good. However, however... It just doesn't stick to landing. It has too many issues with where it goes. You think it's going to be amazing. You think it's going to be great. But then it takes a side turn and goes to this weird tangent where you don't want to go on this tangent. You want to focus on the main story. Now, if you disagree with me, you can email me at zanspark.com or comment below. But that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give this a bar from friends over to turn on solid podcast. It is really good, but it could be better. It could be a lot better. I do want to see the live action film because it was directed by Takeshi Miike, the guy who did Yatterman and Old Boy. So I'm assuming this is going to be super violent and terrifying. Might be really good or might be really bad. We don't know. Anyway, so remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spocker.com. You can email me at zanspocker.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and all those other lovely social media sites. And we're on iTunes. Follow us. Well, actually, not Apple Store. So follow us on Apple Store. I keep saying that. Anyway. So, anyway, with that in mind, let's get to the part you have all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Except no substitute. Now, if you've never heard about the Wheel of Manga, I'll explain it really easily. The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to assign a manga tile to each of the 10 slots and I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what I'm reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 261. And I'm excited because I've got some great titles on here. I've got some weird titles, some great titles, and some strange titles, including one title which I didn't think I'd ever review, but I'm going to try to review. It's one which is really popular involving, well, a guy who blows up. I'm going to leave it at that.
Anyway, so let me spin and see what I'm going to review in the next episode. Number six. Okay. So, in the next episode of the Spark Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing a manga called Moonlight Mile. Never heard of it before. Might be good. We're going to have to wait and see. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I'll let you know how Mazinger is. I may be doing a micro mini review about it because it's Mazinger. I might not. Uh, so watch the social media sites and we'll see what happens. Anyway,
情。